0: Romans chapter five. All right, I'm going to try to get through this as quick as I can, but listen to me. This is a message that this is one of those messages that you really ought to keep. You probably will, but I. It's one of those things that is just really key and important, and I hope you'll listen. Uh, I know I'm tired just like the rest of you. I know it's hard to sit there so long, so I'm going to try to hurry. Uh, You pray for me. If the Lord will help us, we can get through this and it will be a help to all of us. (coughs) Romans chapter 5, verses 2 through 5. By whom also we have access by faith into His grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We're going to talk tonight about this right here. We can't live without hope. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience, experience, and experience, hope. You're not going to ever have hope without, without experience. And you can't have experience without patience and you can't have patience without tribulation. <laughs> we always laugh about that. Tribulation works patience. Why do we do that? Patience works experience and experience hope. That's the way of a Christian. It's not the way of somebody who don't know God. They just end up in despair. They can never make it. But tribulation and, and patience and experience in a Christian brings you to hope you have hope it, just makes, it makes your hope blossom, it don't squash it and put out the light alright and, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us in Romans chapter 8 verses 19 and 20 Bible says this for the earnest expectation of the creature, that's us waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God for the creature was made subject to vanity not willingly but by reason of them of him who hath subjected the same in hope it's key it's vital it's it is absolutely necessary to live for God in this world salvation it, it, it includes hope Without hope, it's meaningless, all of it is. Romans twelve twelve, Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing instant in prayer. Romans 15, verse 4. And it's the last verse I'll read right now. But, for whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. So, now we're gonna, you know, this is this is included in the spiritual warfare stuff that we've been talking about. But uh, let's pray again, Father. Thank you for the Word of God and thank you for the promises here that we've just read and the many more that we're going to look at here. Please help us to understand this tonight. And I pray everybody here, this is everybody's problem, everybody's need tonight is to hear this and to realize this truth. And I pray that you'd help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, in this spiritual warfare between good and evil, uh, we've got a juggler vein that the devil goes for every time. And you know what it is? Hope. He wants to take away your hope. And he's real good at it. By diverting your attention from God... To the circumstances right around you right now. Hope is imperative in our Christian faith and walk. We can't make it without it. You ain't going nowhere without hope. You lose hope, you're dead in the water. He's got you. I mean, you're, you're grounded. you got to have hope. <laughs> and so, please listen. When we turn, the devil is relentless. In trying to rob us of hope and leave us in despair over every little aspect of our life. It is amazing how easily He can take away our hope with piddly little vain, unimportant, everyday things that don't matter. Do you know what matters in this world? Really? I mean, when it's all said and done, what's going to matter? Nothing. Nothing of this world nothing in our life really except God and what we do to please God, to further His kingdom, nothing else is going to matter. never does. But we can't help but keep getting tangled up in it and think it does matter. And that's how the devil takes away our hope. That's how he does it. When we turn loose of our hope, we have nothing left. Everything else depends upon our hope. Life's full of trouble as the sparks fly upward. I read it today in Job. Man is born a woman, is a few days and full of trouble as the sparks fly upward. That's what life's like. Mm-hmm. Adversity, affliction, loss, grief, all these bad things, disappointment, frustration, betrayals, pain. And a whole lot more. They're, that all that's common to all men. Most people have their hope in this life, and not in eternity. And so their hope is very fragile. Very fragile. Is your hope very fragile? What does the devil have to do to have you on the skids? Hmm? Lose a little money. <laughs> have a flat tire. Have a fight with your wife or your kids or somebody else or just have some discouraging thing happen. Is that enough to take away all your hope? It is for most people. Most people have their hope in this life and not in eternity. Even most of those who profess to have their hope in Christ really just have hope that He will fix all these messes in life and remove all their troubles and difficulties in this life here and now. That's their hope, not really in Christ, but in what He can do for me right. to make me happy and keep me from suffering and keep me from losing and keep me from being depressed. That their hope is there, not really in Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a big difference yeah. right there. And that's why the hope can be so easily stolen from us hidden from us by the devil because we listen to him. As he tells us, it ain't going to work. It ain't never going to work. It ain't never going to happen. You
1: might as well give up.
0: If they pray and he doesn't make everything okay, immediately, the hope's gone. Yeah. Now the child of God has real hope that abides. First Corinthians 13, 13, y'all know this verse, and now abideth, What's that word mean? Abideth. Abideth. That means don't go nowhere. stays right there. It abides here. It lives here. Where? Right here. Now abideth faith, hope, and charity. But the greatest of these is charity, the Bible says. But it depends on all of them. You know, uh, if they uh, abide means that faith, hope, and charity live there in you. And don't come and go. What if we lost our faith like we lost lose our hope? What if you lost your faith as often as you lose your hope? And get all in despair. What if we lost charity like we lose hope? <laughs> See, that just don't sound like... That just don't... That's not... Uh, there's no... Uh, E- equity there, What's your da- ways are not equal, that's not equal there. We we claim to hold on to our faith. When somebody says, I think, you know, my faith is weak, what you mean is your hope is lost. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. What if we became faithless on a regular basis like we become hopeless on a regular basis? Uh, basis? What about that? What would happen to us? How would that work? What a, how effective would we be as a Christian? How, what would it do to our home, to our children, to those around us? What if it was that way? Now abideth these three, faith, hope, and charity. They all abide. I mean, our hope ought to be as steadfast as our faith and our charity. The loss of hope brings despair and hopelessness, which causes people to give up on life and spiral off into hell. Yeah. That's where some of them end up forever. Hope's really what the lost world around us is looking for, but they're looking in the wrong place. They're looking for hope in this life, and they'll never find it here in this world, and neither will you. Not in this world. Your hope won't, won't stand in the things of this world, nothing of this world. Not your family, not your children, not anybody else. You can't have your hope in anything in this world. Or in what happens to you, good or bad. You can't base your hope on how how pleased you are with your life. And how pleased you are with and satisfied you are with what you have or don't have. Hope can't be based on that. That's where the world's looking for hope. That's why they have no hope. Paul repeatedly stated that it was for the hope that he had that he was persecuted and in bonds. Uh, Acts chapter 26 and verse 6, he said, "...and now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers." He said that more than once. There's so much scripture to, to go along with what I'm saying here tonight that there's no way I can read it all. Watch out for the devil... When it comes to your hope. Don't let him hide your hope from you. And don't let him steal your hope from your mind. Over and over and over. I've said this to you. Where's the battle? In your mind. Don't let him hide your hope from you. In your mind. Because that's what he will do. Your inner dialogue, Seth, you was talking about. How many of you, you know, we've talked and talked about that. There is a conversation going on in your mind all the time. Not me. Well, what's the matter with you? You you don't have no mind? It's not true. Everybody does. There's a conversation going on all the time. A debate, an argument, uh, a pro and con, always a reasoning and examining. You think, everybody thinks, it's just me in my own mind. Reasoning things out so I can figure out the best way with my own intelligence and cleverness and wisdom. And all the time it's the devil talking to you. Yes! Or a devil talking to you. And I've tried and tried to get everybody to understand that and apply it in your life. It's a reality. It's where it's what all this is all about and it's what moves everything. It's a spiritual warfare. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Yep. That's not where it's at. It's that thing going on in your mind. That time and how many of you have heard that in your mind? This ain't gonna work. There ain't no use going on. There's no way this is ever gonna work out. Yeah. <laughs> you hear it all the time. You loser You're just a loser. Can't do nothing right. No, nobody loves you. You know that? <coughs> your wife don't love you. Your kids don't love you. Nobody loves you. Yeah. You're right. You say, well, he never talks to me like it. Well, I'll bet he does. Just maybe not in such harsh terms as I'm saying here, but that little... Subtle voice that just tells you ain't no use, ain't doing no good. It is never going to work. Nobody's ever going to do that. Nobody's ever going to listen. Don't let him steal your hope from your mind. Realize that that's what the devil is after is your hope. Don't let him have it. Don't let him take it. Don't let him hide it from you. He's always ready at hand to make you believe that you have no reason to hope. Because the future is just black. Ain't no hope. It's just going to get worse and worse. (laughs) There's so many angles to this. Why do people lose hope? Well, any little thing. Any little thing. Any little trouble. Any little bump in life. Any little conflict, any little loss. It's just all lost. All is lost when it ain't lost. If you have any real hope, you don't lose it. I'll just throw that in. We'll get back to it in a minute here. But don't let the devil do this to you. You want to have peace? Don't let the devil take away your hope. You ain't going nowhere without hope. If he can hide it from you, this gets you looking at your troubles instead of your hope. <laughs> He's got you. His accusations and his lies and suggestions are always based on things of this life and this world. Do you realize that? This is important. When the devil is trying to steal your hope, hide your hope from you, he's getting you to look at the circumstances right now that are unfavorable. That's what he's trying to get. That's where he gets your attention. Look at this. This ain't never going to work. You're going to lose on this one. I mean, this is going to end in disaster because it ain't going to go nowhere. It's never going to work. We can't do it. Now you're not looking at eternity and you're not looking at God. You're looking at something that the devil is lying to you about. Just trying to take away your hope. So you'll despair. So you'll be dead in the water. So you won't have any incentive, any ambition, any motivation to do
1: anything.
0: Except just sit and feel sorry for yourself. Pity parties are sinful. Yes, sir. It's a sin. To sit and feel sorry for yourself. You've, you've let the devil take away your hope. He can't convince you that you have no hope for eternity. Now the devil can't do that. But he can convince you that your life is going to be miserable here. That's what he's always trying to do. And he does it. mm where there is no vision, the people perish. That, that's no hope. When they have no hope, what happens? That is, if you can't see into the future, it's because you have no hope. You quit looking. You're looking down now instead of out. Yeah. He can whisper to you that nothing's going to work and no one's going to be faithful and everything's going to turn out bad And the whole future is just dark and hopeless. He can convince you that. He can whisper it to you and make you believe it. He can take away your hope for lost loved ones to ever be saved by just getting you to focus on the state they seem to be in right now. Now, ain't that the reality of the way it is? That is our problem. Where's our hope? There's so many verses. I had to delete some of them because I I just couldn't. There's too many to read. But go back in the Psalms and start reading about my hope. Where's, where's his hope? God. His hope is in the Lord that made heaven and earth. That's where his hope's at. That's where he's got his anchor dropped. Now the devil can't take that away from you. God ain't going to let you down. The devil will lie and say he did, but the devil's got you looking at circumstances. Not God. You look at God and I mean, there was some scripture in Lamentations and boy, he painted a bad, dark picture, you know, hopeless. And then the next verse, he said, he remembered. And that's how he, and then he went to, you know, I wish I had kept it so I could read it to you. It's Lamentation 3, I believe it is. But when you remember God, you get your hope back. When you remember God and you look in God's direction, then all these things of earth just don't seem so important right now. They lose their importance. You see them for what they really are. Now, He can take away your hope for earthly future, for your earthly future by convincing you that no matter how hard you try, things are just not going to get better. They're just going to get worse and you're going to end up ruined and broke and sick and dead. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, One of those Apache Pirate deals, what was that one's name? It is always, whoa, 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 you know. <laughs> Nothing would ever work. Everything was going to end in disaster. And worry
1: whoa.
0: Warthog. Worry, warthog. Yeah, worry warthog. <laughs> 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 Why is it so bad to worry? Because it shows you have no hope. It shows that your hope is only in things in this world. And only your only hope is that things will get better in this life, in this world. What if they don't? This is very important. I mean, this prepares you to die. Right. This will do when you're dying. If you get this down. I I talk to people who are dying of cancer and stuff. and, And a lot of them get this down better than a lot of people in church. They realize where the hope really lies. I mean, when the the doctor says, well, we've done all we can do for you, that's all we can do. We ain't got no more medicine. We ain't got no more treatments. We ain't got no more surgeries. That's it. You're done. You got about, who who knows, maybe three months, maybe six months. Then you quit hoping in the doctors and in the medicine and in the earth and world and, and the future here in this life. Then you start looking beyond. Well, now, you ought to do that without being sick like that and without having to hear the doctor say that. You ought to be wise enough, hearing the Word of God, you ought to be wise enough to realize it now and to seek God now
1: Yes sir.
0: while He may be found. And put your hope there now. Your life don't consist in the things you possess. Or, any, or what happens to the, any of the things that you possess. He can take away your hope in this life by sowing fear in your heart about sickness or death in yourself or your children or another loved one or anything else. What if this happens? What if that happens? You're hearing the voice of the devil. You hear me? The Holy Ghost of God is never going to tell you that. Now, the, the, the God is never going to speak to your heart, in your mind, and say, "You need to worry about this." You may, you know, one of your kids may get sick and die. Now, think on that a while. God's not going to tell you that. The devil's going to tell you that. Why? So he can take away your hope. So he can make you think that the rest of your life is just going to be miserable and empty. And how are you going to live with this? what he'll do if the devil can make you focus on your hope in this life here on earth he can have you on the ropes real quick he has you by the neck so to speak and he ain't gonna turn loose until you look back to God and you see this life for what it is which is vanity you all realize that don't you that the Bible clearly describes this life here as vanity 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 that's all Solomon made it very clear, and he was right. We put too much in this life. Get your eyes back on God and eternity. Now, can a Christian lose his hope? All right, well now listen to me. The fact of the matter is that he cannot lose his hope if it is truly anchored in the right place. Now the devil can get an advantage over us by drawing our attention away from God and eternity and making us focus on the here and now. And his aim is to get us focused on the cares of life and the disappointment and the frustration. All that stuff says, there ain't no hope. You're getting as frustrated with somebody or something that you just say, (laughs) ain't no hope. Why should I keep doing this? That's why marriages break up and people get divorced and that's why children leave home and that's why you're bad. That's why everything bad happens in this world is because people get frustrated and aggravated and sick of it and they just give up hope. All the devil's got to do is say, this ain't never going to work. Give it up. Look for hope somewhere else, but not God. Just look for hope in somebody else. Find somebody else. That's that's the way the world's living, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's insanity. Isn't it one of the definitions of insanity is doing the same thing over and over hoping for a different result. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't find hope in this world, in the things of this world, in the people of this world. You can't find hope. It'll get dashed every time. His aim is to get us focused on the cares of life and the disappointment, the frustration, the hurtful things that, so that we forget God and fall into despair over the things of this life. (coughs) Here's what the devil does with our hope as a Christian. If you're really a child of God and you really do have your hope in eternity and in God and His promises and not in the things of this life, he's going to strive to get you to forget God by... Focusing on what's happening right now. Do you, can you do that? For a little time you can. Because the cares of life are pretty overwhelming sometimes, aren't they? <laughs> it's more than we can handle or deal with or think about. You know, our minds are limited. And it's, and the older you get, the more limited they are in a lot of ways. I told Seth last night, I think I've done figured out that as you get older, you're like an airplane flying through the sky, and then an engine falls off and you ain't got it no more. And then, <laughs> you know, then one of your flaps gets stuck and it won't move no more. And, and then finally, you just crash, and that's it.
1: <laughs> what? Hey! I,
0: I'm, that's, but see, what, what, what hope is there in this life? It was the golden years. I hear old people saying that. Well, oh, they sure ain't what they... I thought they'd be the golden years. Well, what, were you, what was you thinking they was going to be? Did you think that you were going to get 85 years old and everything's going to be just like it was when you was 20 years old? Did you really live in that kind of false hope all your life? That's the way life does you. Life's not what the world says it will be. Life's not what the devil tells you it ought to be. Life's a struggle because there's lots of troubles. Life is a slow death. That's what it is. We're struggling from the time we're born to stay alive, and we eventually lose the battle. We start getting weaker and weaker, and the and the the long toil of it all wears us down till we finally. Get. We lose the battle. Yeah. That's what life that's why it's vanity. That's why you better not hope in this life. Yeah. You're not gonna get stronger and stronger, you're gonna get weaker and weaker. Yeah. You're not gonna get you, know, you may get richer and richer in money, but you're gonna lose it all anyway. Somebody else is gonna spend it. That's a fact. Somebody else is gonna spend all your money if that's what you live for to pile it up. Somebody else is gonna spend it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People that are alive don't like to hear that, especially if their hope is in all of that stuff. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. Is that right? Is that what the Bible says? Yes, sir. <laughs> For all is in the world, lust thy, lust flesh, and pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. There's the hope right there. Where's my hope? Well, it better be in the fact that Jesus is preparing a place for me that I can be with Him where He is Amen. forever and ever. So, you know, when the Lord comes and the dead in Christ rise first and we go up to meet Him in there and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's the hope. That's the only hope that'll hold, hold. And won't... And and you can't lose that hope. And the devil can't take that hope away from you. He can make you forget about it for all of your troubles of this life. But the Spirit of God will make you feel like a fool for doing that. At some point. God's gonna rattle your cage and say, What's the matter with you?
1: Look up here.
0: And you will. Yes, sir. That's what you see in the Psalms. That's what you see in Lamentations that I was just telling about. Job, you read the book of Job, it's the same thing there. He wallowed in his misery for a while and then Job looked up. And the whole, the whole melody changed. He got his hope back. For a while he was, he was mourning the fact that hope was gone. But he was looking at his children gone and his, all of his riches gone and his health gone and, and the only thing he had left was his wife who wanted him dead and his friends, his miserable comforters are y'all, he said. Bad condition, bad situation, bad circumstances. And for a while, he couldn't find hope. But he did when he looked to God. Yes, sir. Now, Those that do not know God are without hope in this world. I don't want to be like them. They can't find real hope because they're looking for it in the wrong place in this life. We were there with them before Christ saved us and brought us out from among them. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12, "...that at that time you were without Christ." Can you remember being without Christ? Aliens, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope. Hear that? And without God in the world. We tried like they do to hope in this life and in this world and everything would be just like we wanted. That was our hope. That we'd make enough money where we could be comfortable. That we could have a good life and a and our kids would all turn out right and everybody would be happy. That was our hope. But We were talking about it the other day here. And, uh, well, Seth said he's a planner. Well, he's like his mom. They're, she does that too. They got this trade of making plans. <clears throat> I've told some people, you know, we, we've been married 46 years almost. So I've learned along the line that if if tomorrow... I'm thinking about maybe going to the to Popper Bluff, say, shopping. I, I don't say nothing until it's time to go. Because if I mention, you know, well, if things happen just right, we might go tomorrow. We're going. I mean, we're going. The plan is made in her mind. And if something happens and I can't, then it's just the end of the world. end of the world. But here's a lesson for you. Here's a lesson for you. All of your plans are going to get wrecked in life. You cannot plan. You don't know what tomorrow holds or even if you'll even be here. And and life changes no matter what you plan. And you have to be able to roll with it or you ain't going to have no hope in life. Because it's going to knock you down. And it's going to take things from you when you're not expecting it. It's going to ruin your plans. How many people are around now in their old age and don't have their spouse? They they imagined all their life that they'd get old together like that old man woman the other day that died. They both both 100 years old and been married 80-some years. And they died within a few hours of each other. But their son said, you know, he said, how How could... I feel bad because he said, "How could, how many people get to live a life like that? Yeah. Not very many. No. They they hope to, they imagine they will, and they sure want to, but very few get to." Yeah. Life's going to deal stuff like that to you, and if all if it, all of your hope hangs on the fact that life turns out and it. It progresses just like you want it to. If your hope is that, you're not going to have any hope. You're not going to have any hope. It's going to get knocked out from under you. You can take that one to the bank. It's not going to be like you think it's going to be. We tried like they do to hope in this life and the world. And we wanted it to be just like we wanted it, free from sin, death, and trouble of any kind. But it just doesn't happen that way. Just as every person who ever lived before us found no hope because it was always dashed to pieces by the troubles of life and the sin of others as well as their own, it's going to be the same for each one of us. Many people miss true salvation because they're deceived as they're entering in or trying to enter in, that hope in Christ means that He will make our life wonderful here and free from all trouble and unpleasant things here on earth and that we will get everything we want. That if we pray, God won't ever let our children get sick or die. God will never let our spouse get sick and die. God will never let us get hurt or... Get abused or betrayed or anything. A lot of people think that, and I've heard heard them, heard people promise them that, Try to sell them on it with that. There's a song. What was that song? It's on one of the one of them tapes or CDs we got. It's a guy we know. Thanks him. He'll take away all your problems, and you know. Well, I can't say, it, but that was the that was the line in the song, you know. Just you come to Jesus, and he'll he'll fix everything, take away all your problems and cares. And. Well, how many of you have found it to be that way? That's exactly how it is. I mean, you get saved, and there's no more problems. <laughs> and so then you have hope because life's going to be good, always. And that's not the way it happens. We know that. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Can you understand that verse in light of what we're talking about here? If in this life only we have hope in Christ. If we think that Christ, that is our hope for this life, what are you going to do with all those North Korean Christians? Yeah. What are you going to do with all the martyrs through all of the ages? What are you going to do with people that die in prison, starve to death in those places, beheaded? What what what, what do you do with that? we got a better hope. I'll tell you what a real Christian does with it. Their hope doesn't lie in this life. Their hope is beyond this life. All those Negro spirituals you hear about, do you know where they came from? Those people, I mean if you backed up 250 years now, what hope did a black person on a plantation, picking cotton, have in this life? No, no. So what did they sang about? Yes, they sang about heaven. They sang about God. They sang about a hope beyond all of this. Their circumstances weren't never going to change as far as they could ever see, and neither were their children's. so they, they got a hold of a hope better than that than that. Nowadays, look at us. We were rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and we're spoiled as far as this life is concerned. And we can't even, we can't get a hold of that hope they had because we like too much of this world and we desire too much of this world and we want the finer things and the comfortable, our comfort is of utmost importance to us. I said it often, you know, we got, we got to keep that temperature within a two or three degree range. You know, our our equipment that we do that with now, you know, like when we put that uh, heat and cooling deal in that little house over there when we built it, you know, that's the way it's fixed. If, if the heat pump can't keep up, if it drops more than two degrees below what it's set on, it's got another thing it'll kick in to bring it up there. So it don't get more than two degrees. Nice. Variation there. Because we can't stand that. <laughs> Boy, there's more than two degrees of variation when I was a kid and we lived in that old house out there with the king heater, you know. I mean the fire went out probably eleven o'clock and there wasn't nothing. Zero. And if it was zero outside, it was zero inside. And where it had been maybe ninety before the fire went out. So just never knew about stuff like that. But isn't it funny how the, the less we have and the less hope we have of having anything yeah. in this world, the more we look for beyond this life? Yeah. God hath chosen the poor of this world rich in faith, you see. You see why? We end up being, of all men, most miserable because our hope's not in Christ Himself, but in what we think He'll do for us here and now to make our life better here. Now the true child of God has, who's placed his faith in Christ has hope in Christ, not in this world. His hope is in eternity where God has promised to make all things just like we want them to be here and now on this earth. What's heaven going to be like? No crying. No pain. No sickness. No sorrow. Everything we dream of here in this life. And much, much more. Well now there you can get a hold of a hope that is steadfast and sure that includes that right there and live for that instead of living for a a better life here or a better life for our children here. You see? You all see? Earth is cursed with sin and will never be the proper habitation or environment for a child of God. We don't belong here. True believer sees life here as a temporary sojourn. We're sojourners here. That means we're not we we don't abide here. We're just living here for the time being. We're passing through. We're a pilgrim and a stranger here. We don't belong here. This earth is not suitable to our new nature since we've been saved. We don't fit. Don't want to be here. There's nothing here that that we desire. <laughs> Paul talked about longing to go on. You know, his desire was to depart and be with the Lord, which is far better. He said. Yes, Nevertheless, it's needful for me to stay. And you know, the Lord, if the Lord wants me to stay and help you for your sake, that's fine. But I, as far as I'm concerned. I just want to go home. Tired of the battle and the struggle and the disappointment and and the way of this world. Tired of it. I want to be where I belong. Where I fit. Where there is no sin. There's no more. You know, what does the song say? Well, this is what heaven means to me. An unkind word there is never spoken. No. Yeah. Words to wound the heart or never spoken right. my hope is in eternity where God has promised to make all things just like we want them to be here the true believer sees life here as, a, as a, just a temporary stay he always finds rest in, in the hope that he has beyond this <coughs> life that's where we find that rest Where the Bible talks about resting in hope, it's not talking about hope in this life. It's talking about hope in eternity. Now this is the hope that that the lost must be able to see in us and find for themselves or they'll die without it, without any hope. They'll never know what a hope is. We should have that hope and it should be visible in us among ourselves, we ought to be able to see one another. We ought to be able to see that hope in one another. And another thing is, we need to watch out for one another about the devil stealing or hiding this hope from us. Most of the time, everybody takes uh, somebody that the devil's got on the skids over their hope. We take it as, oh, I well, learned his backslid, or, or they're mad, or... Something wrong with them. No, what's wrong with them is their hope. Their hope. They've lost sight of hope. Remind them. Yes. This, 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 There's nothing in life to hope for. Let me tell you something. My hope is steadfast and sure. Is yours? Is your hope steadfast and sure? Yes. It doesn't, you know, if we lose a loved one, I still have that hope. I have that hope plus the hope that I'll see them there if they're saved. No matter what happens, I still have that hope. No matter what happens in this life, no matter the loss, the suffering, the failures, nothing can take away our hope if it is truly in God. Now I'm just going to read a few scriptures here and then I'm going to quit. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 17 through 19. Would you please listen to what the scripture says after all that I've said here tonight. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. That's put a lot more eloquently than what I put everything else tonight. There it is. Yes. The anchor. Hope, steadfast and sure. God promised. By two immutable things. God can't lie. It's sure. It's steadfast. We have a hope. We can have that hope. Oh, here's. There's so much more of this I'd like to read. But Hosea chapter 2 verse 14 and 15. Y'all know what the book of Hosea is about. Yes. Therefore behold I will allure her. And bring her into the wilderness. And speak comfortably unto her. Her. Who's he talking about? Well God's talking about his people. But Hosea's wife. What had she done? Mm. Reckon she had lost hope. What kind of hope did she have? I'll speak comfortably unto her and I will give her mm-hmm. her vineyards from thence and the valley of Acor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. It's a picture there. Why'd God have Hosea do what he did? Go take a wife of whoredoms? Well, it's very clear. God showing His love and forgiveness and hope. Ah, Psalm 16 verse 8 and 9. I have set the Lord always before me because He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. (laughs) Where's the hope? It's in God. Where's He got His eyes? On God. What's he thinking about? The cares of life or eternity? Eternity. With God. Romans 15 verse 13. Now the God of hope. How about that? The God of hope. All the names of God. All the descriptions of God. Here he is. The God of hope. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing. That you may abound in hope. Through the power of the Holy Ghost. So what does God want you to have? How does He want you to live? He wants you to live in hope. He subjected us in hope to this world, to vanity. He subjected us to vanity with hope. We live in hope in the vanity, see. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Colossians 1 5. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye have you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18. While we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So while we look at the eternal things instead of the things that are seen, what do we what happens in our soul? Hope. How did Moses endure? As seeing him who's invisible. <laughs> How about looking at those things that are unseen instead of those things that are seen? Instead yes. of looking at this mess, this trouble, this machine that won't work. And thinking it's hopeless, it's hopeless. I'm going to go broke. <laughs> Have you ever known anybody that had that kind of hope that just, just didn't matter what happened? They just laugh it off and go on. You ever know anybody like that? Very few. Very few. Troubles of life, just man, and the devil's always at hand, and he's always there whispering in your ear. Give it up! You loser. And we just take it to heart. Because we think. He said that's ah, what I think. And that's what everybody else thinks too. About you. And we listen to that. Pretty soon while we're crawling on the bottom. Feeling sorry for ourselves. And the devil's won another victory. When you're going to get sick of that. When you're going to get sick of the devil wallowing you round? And making you miserable and hopeless, you don't have to do that. You you can get anchored into a hope that's steadfast and sure, eternal in the heavens. Ah, in the head of myself. Second Corinthians chapter five, and verse one: For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. That's hope right there. What was he talking about? He said, "Well." If If they throw my body in a a vat of acid and dissolve it all completely up. If they burn, if they cremate me and and scatter my ashes across the Pacific Ocean, don't mind it. I got a house in heaven. Eternal. This is just a tabernacle. That's the way it is. Probably the devil's worked on some of you today. Saying, "I ain't no use. This is just so monotonous. It's just so wearisome. It's just so. Oh, I hate it. I hate. I hate my life." The devil gets you saying it. Why do you hate your life? Because you got no hope. Because your hope's in this life, and and you fell out with God because God won't give you what you want in this life. So you just be miserable of all men most miserable Man, I, don't, I don't want that title <laughs> when we got all God's promises to think about Christ when he shall appear every little thing I see like we were reading in Corinthians there this morning was it chapter 11 when they were talking about the Lord's Supper and all that and Jesus said this do till I come I come. Just three little old bitty words there, but there it is. Hope. Yes! yes, hope. <laughs> Boy, it'll get you right on down the road. <laughs> it'll make It'll give you joy. So how do you get there? Remember? Tribulation works patience. Patience, experience, and experience, hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. So that's a process. Now you don't graduate from one to the other and then you don't have to do that no more. That ain't the way that works. It's an ongoing, everyday process in our life. Just pay attention to where you're at there. In it. Having a bad experience, hope is next. Wait for it. <laughs> Are you impatient? Well, experience is next. It'll teach you. And I told you I'd be as quick as I can. I tried. I really did And I'm going to stop. But don't let the devil take your hope. Hide your hope. Live in hope. you got to have it. You can't let that slide. Without hope, faith don't mean nothing. It really don't. You can't live hopeless for God. your life can't be without hope and be li- and you' be living it for God. no way. I've known a lot of people that did that. they were miserable but they went to church and they would they would say they loved God and they'd testify
1: once in a while but they didn't have no hope. My goodness.